0: It's The Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories.
1: That seems to me like government is establishing a religion.
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights.
0: Today's current opinions and ideas.
1: Surveys show that that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom
0: or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured. You're valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Tuesday to you, producer Steve.
2: And what else is it?
1: Oh, it's Valentine's
2: Day. Yes.
1: Happy Valentine's Day. Well, thank you. Yes, I can't. uh, That means it's the 14th of February. It's hard to believe. Halfway through it. Halfway through it. And you know what? That reminds me. uh, Let's see. I should know when Lincoln's birthday is because now, of course, you know, we have President's Day instead of um, um, let's see here. Lincoln's birthday and Washington's birthday. We're going to try to do something special for uh, Washington's birthday, but I was thinking it was the 12th, but is that Ronald Reagan's?
2: No, I can't uh, remember. it is Sunday the 12th or yeah, <laughs> this year it was Sunday. Yes, it is okay. uh, February 12th, Lincoln's birthday.
1: Okay. And then uh, George Washington's birthday is the 22nd. But of course, we celebrate uh, now President's Day uh, with a lot of different sales uh, at all of the uh, different retail establishments. Instead of sitting down and explaining to our kids these uh, the lives of these two great presidents, Steve.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's become a trend uh, that you you know from working uh, these last working together these last couple of years. My favorite is what they do to m- Memorial Day. I know. That's, that's, I know that fries me.
1: I know. I know, but, uh, so that's why we do the show so that we can talk about these important issues and remember why we have president's day and Lincoln's birthday was on the 12th and Washington's birthday is coming up and it's Valentine's day, which is hard to believe. We're at the middle of February. Uh, check out my website. That's Kim And of course there's two really, really important essays that we rolled out this weekend. And the uh, one that, the one that, uh, the one that, uh Pam Long did. First of all, you just have to go and take a look at the visual of, of what of what Zach created there. It's uh, there's a lot. It just in that simple image, there's a lot of nuances. But the the face on that body there is uh, Jill. I think it's Hansiker Ryan. She is the head of CDPHE, and she's holding a red flag in front of the Colorado uh, insignia. It's pretty creative what he did there, but it's um the title on it is how the new office of gun control shall infringe on the second amendment. And again, think about this new bureaucracy. Um, And uh, Colorado, one of the headlines here is number one in crime in the country. And so Boy, does it not make sense that uh, if, th- if that's the case, then uh, we'll have the CDPHE and the Colorado State Legislature trying to pass laws and rules and regulations that will make it more difficult for everyday people to have a firearm to protect themselves and their families against the bad guys. I mean, that's the dot we need to collect. Or, uh, connect. Um, Colorado's a sanctuary city. It's just a pipeline from the border up here. We're number one in crime, but yet... Polis's bureaucrats and the legislature want to disarm American or Coloradans. So it makes it difficult for them to protect themselves. What do you think, Steve?
2: Oh, I'm sorry here. I got wrapped up in some production things. I wasn't supposed to actually, I should have been done already. And here I am going, Oh no. So I'm sorry, I'm, I've been a little preoccupied.
1: Oh, not a problem. I made my point twice, so I, I know that you were probably going to agree with me, so we'll just continue on.
2: Oh, really? Regarding all that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think you would on that one. Uh, continuing on. Uh I think I'm going to go to, we, we've got just a really full show plan for you today. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to our quote for the day, which is from um, Rabindranath Tagore, he was a Bengali, uh, and he was born in Calcutta in 1861. He died in North, 1941. He was a Bengali poet, short story writer, song composer, playwright, essayist, and painter who introduced new prose and verse forms and the use of colloquial language into the Bengali literature, thereby freeing it from the traditional models based on classical Sanskrit. He was highly influential in introducing Indian culture to the West and vice versa, and he is generally regarded as the outstanding creative artist of early 20th century India, Nineteen thirteen, He became the first non-European to receive the Nobel Prize for Literature. And I chose this because we're going to be talking with Aaron Lee about our children. And our children in America, and in particular in Colorado, are under attack. Uh, There's an agenda that is taking away their innocence. There's an agenda that is uh, trying to put them into different groups and then pitting these groups against each other. And so I thought this was just a beautiful. and I've seen this before. He said, each child comes with the message that God is not discouraged with man. Uh, and I think that's a beautiful, cause uh, as, um, as we grow up, I do think God gets somewhat discouraged with us. Hence he decided to send Jesus to become our savior. But I think, I think that's a beautiful, a beautiful quote, Steve.
2: I often try to ponder what you know, how God himself looks looks at this, you know, creation and, you know, the the sin factor that's the, you know, part of humanity always has been. And it's just like, don't you ever get tired of it, Lord?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he does. And that's why he sent Jesus. I, I, and I don't mean to be sacrilegious, but I've always said, uh, as God has looked at mankind over all these years, and it's like, don't make me come down there. Don't make me come down there. But finally he did. And of course, um, Ash Wednesday, I think, is next week, I think, as well. And so that's right around the corner coming into Lent and Easter, which is very important season. So, But uh, continuing on, this Bill of the Day, if it wasn't so... I mean, it's like you almost can't write the script for this, Steve. Because the bill of the day, the represent- the sponsor on this, the main sponsor, is Representative Alex Valdez. It's a ballot-issue greenhouse gas emissions report. And it goes on to say, concerning requirements for initiatives with a projected environmental impact that are properly submitted to the title board, and in connection there with requiring, um, so we have all these force words, requiring the director of research of the Legislative Council to prepare a preliminary report for such initiatives requiring the title of such initiatives to reflect the findings of the preliminary report and requiring that the findings are referenced in the ballot information booklet entry for such initiatives. So first thing, I've got to think (laughs) that how is it that the Director of the Research of Legislative Council will have so much power over this narrative? Because, uh, you know, who who are they going to cite? Because we have our documentary that's going to be rolled out next week down at the Heartland Institute in Orlando uh, that Walt Johnson has uh, um, really put together on a climate conversation. And there is a narrative out there that's not totally probably based on fact. I mean, there's some important questions there. So first of all, how is it that the legislative council is going to come up with this, Steve?
2: I don't know. I I, I looked at this one earlier this morning, and I could feel my blood pressure going up. Just now, you just read the summary, right? Correct? Is that mm-hmm. what you were reading? Uh,
1: actually, that was the um, that was just the initial description.
2: How many times Bill's did you? the summary is much longer. Okay, <laughs> goody. Okay, uh, how many times did you say the word requires? Mm-hmm. So there's the force factor in this, and so I mean. I one of our opens. I think it's Friday. Talks about you know your in your words how complex they can make legislation, you know, and mm-hmm. these bills, so that the average person just tosses up their hands and say, "I don't get what they're trying to do." And mm-hmm. this is one of them. The language in this one is terrible.
1: Well, but what they are uh, are going to do is he wants to have um, ultimately he wants to have language in the ballot title. That will skew how people will uh, see a ballot question, and we have seen we have seen as I do my my um, voters guide analysis, we've seen uh, how how this the language can actually skew the everyday busy person out there. But this is what is this is really World Economic Forum stuff where they want people to live in very dense housing to ride around on trains and buses and bikes and your feet. And um, the elites, of course, will continue to fly around on their gas-powered planes and live in their big houses behind secure uh, fences. But the rest of us will be in crime-ridden neighborhoods, dense neighborhoods. That's what they see for us. And they're going to use climate change as one of the ways to push this narrative. They're going to say climate change is a health issue. Uh, a, a um, health crisis just like with Pam long's article they're saying that um, firearms are a health crisis and so under the guise of health crisis you saw what they did under covid so this is just teeing this up and and it uh, it says this um, the research of the legislative council, Of course, the Legislative Council answers to the legislature. The legislature is run by radical activist leftists. So you can see that that report and that ballot language is going to skew towards their agenda. And it's, uh, this other thing right here is of great concern. And this is World Economic Forum stuff that they want to control. It says, the bill requires the director of research of the Legislative Council to prepare a preliminary report, again, that requires an analysis of whether a properly submitted initiative has a net change in greenhouse gas emissions that directly impacts the following sectors. And just, just so you know, CO2 is plant food. Greenhouse emission CO2 is plant food. And we need plants to thrive and flourish. But they want this on these following sectors, the electric power, electric power, nat- natural gas and oil systems, transportation, residential, commercial, or industrial fuel use, industrial processes, coal mining and abandoned mines, waste management, land use, land use change or forestry and agriculture. Those are all the things that have, uh, have empowered everyday people to thrive and flourish. Now the other little dot that we want to connect on this is that Alex Valdez, uh, He uh, and this is when he ran for mayor, says he is a state legislator, maybe he's running for mayor right now, I'm not sure, as a state legislator representing...
2: Who's not running for mayor right now? (laughs) Go ahead.
1: He's a state legislator representing downtown in northwest Denver. He is an experienced executive building a solar company during the economic crash in 2009. Oh, the guy has a solar business. And, and the one that brought this to our attention was Johnny in Denver. He's probably, <laughs> he's probably ready to call us right now, but connect that dot. This guy is pushing forward this particular bill. And I, did I give you the bill number? I need to give that to you. House bill twenty three eleven fifty four. You talk about self-serving and, uh, this, this particular bill tees up, uh, again, the elites, um, I don't know, power, is that what I want to say? The influence, I would say, the influence over our elections. So my, my friends, we have got to be awake on what is happening here. It is so important, and that is why we do the show. And that's why I have these great sponsors. And of course, to all of you who support us also. We're an independent voice searching for truth and clarity as we look at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And uh, as a State Farm agent for 47 years, Roger Mangan has served his customers, provided for his family, and given back to the communities of Centennial, Littleton, Highlands Ranch, Inglewood, Greenwood Village, as well as Castle Rock. For help with your insurance needs, call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's insurance team is there.
3: Great news. I just got the State Farm personal price plan on our home and auto insurance.
1: You told our agent about my thing for romance novels? No, you don't have to get that
3: personal. Our agent just helped me choose affordable options to create a personalized price just for us.
4: Oh, sweet. Then you won't believe the love triangle Jen in now.
5: Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive, fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, Take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact 3PointsFinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call.
1: And welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim M O N S O N M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Our text line is 720-605-0647, 720-605. 0647, pleased to have on the line with me Colorado Representative Stephanie Luck. And uh, she is uh, representative from House District 60. Representative Luck, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, it's great to have you. And House District 60, what area is that that you represent, Stephanie Luck?
6: So it encapsulates uh, portions of five counties, Fremont, Teller, Custer, Chaffee, and Pueblo.
1: Okay. Well, uh, thank you uh, for what you're doing down at the state legislature. And I also want to say thank you. Uh, you were our featured presenter last week at the Colorado Union of Taxpayers Legislative Breakfast. And I, I couldn't make it, obviously, because I was on the air uh, while the breakfast was going on. But I heard that uh, what an excellent presentation that you made and that you were able to connect some dots for... Uh, the attendees that people hadn't thought about, because you know, from CUT, Colorado Union of Taxpayers, we're looking at a lot of the tax implications, a lot of the um, economic I- implications, property rights implications of different uh, pieces of legislation. And uh, my understanding is, is you had given some tips to the attendees on what to to watch for, because there's some some hidden things happening in some of this legislation down there, Representative Luck.
6: Yes, I really do appreciate the opportunity to speak to Cut, and we had a very good and and robust conversation about, like you said, a range of of tax-related and economic-related issues. One of those things to look for is the line in any bill that says this program will be paid for by gifts, grants, and donations. That is one of those lines that allows for... Um, a program to get put into the budget innocuously, claiming that it will never take money from the general fund, and then in years um, future, often money is appropriated through the general fund. So it's one of the things that is shared with
1: Okay, and uh, you bring up something that is of great concern to me, because as I've also uh, done an analysis for my Voter's Guide on many of these initi- initiatives, it, and many times it's putting in place bureaucracies that can accept gifts, grants, and I can't remember what the other term is. What gifts, grants, and what's the other thing? Donations. Donations. Now let's just think about this. So that means that we have initiatives, we have um, pieces of legislation out there, and that means that they can take money from big special interests to push forward Uh, these these particular initiatives or pieces of legislation. We should be terrified about that, Stephanie Luck.
6: We really should, and not just because of the programs that get created, but because it is a breakdown of our very structure of government. The legislative branch is supposed to be the most powerful branch of the three branches, and in large part because we control the purse, the power of the purse. And so when we delegate our authority to control the purse and we give to the executive branch, or in some—I'm not sure about the judicial branch. There's examples of that, but I know in the executive branch, we give them the ability to go out and fundraise, basically act as a nonprofit organization, and fundraise for their own projects, and then they can create whatever projects that they want to under um, under with those monies. And so we see this a number of years ago with Governor Polis starting the office of New American. He privately fundraised for that office, and then subsequently there was a, an initiative done through the legislature to incorporate that particular office and state statute under the guise that it would continue to be funded through gifts, grants and donations and then like i said once you have a line item in the budget then any sort of general funds can be appropriated there too
1: oh my gosh thank you for connecting that dot uh, i'm not excited about that dot but i had had, had also uh seen the um the danger on that. In fact, uh, I had my essay that I'd written uh, that we published. Yes. Um, Sunday, I said, radical Democrats and Republican consultants are complicit in Colorado's troubles. And I'm citing that proposition one, two, three, which was the uh, in air quotes affordable. It's actually subsidized housing initiative that was passed narrowly by the people of Colorado. There was a lot of money that was put forward to push that forward. But in that initiative, there was language uh, that one of the bureaucracies could take gifts, grants, and donations. And just on that alone, I think we need to say no. What about you? What are you focused on down at the State House right now, Representative Luck?
6: Well, I have a bill up in committee later this week, so that's taking the majority of my focus and attention. Uh, the bill is to <laughs> to, to require any um, abortion provider To administer a painkiller before, before uh, performing an abortion to that unborn child. So, as you likely know, last year the state of Colorado legalized homicide for an entire class of people, uh, the unborn. And so, my my sense is, if if Colorado is going to continue forth in legalizing homicide, then the very least it can do is make the practice as humane as possible. And so, before you know, these children are. Are dismembered or burned alive from the inside out or poisoned um, to try and, and give them some comfort through a sedative or painkiller
1: what the, what Something kind of response are you are you getting to this representative luck?
6: Um, well, you know it's it's interesting because uh, many people, even in the pro-life community, uh, haven't considered necessarily the impact on the unborn of that procedure. So often we talk around the mother, and so I'm, I'm finding that some are, are shocked by the proposition of, oh, yeah, I, I guess that's true. They probably do feel pain. I was speaking to a former abortionist, and she was mentioning how this very question helped um, to start her down the, the path of realizing the humanity of the unborn, and that this was the issue that jolted her out of her slumber in in many ways to consider what she was doing in in full and so I'm hopeful that it'll be a conversation starter that will help my colleagues to also consider who they are impacting um, by these policies.
1: you know <clears throat> i had mentioned again my piece regarding regarding the republic consultant at lee class and what i've seen <clears throat> them tell many candidates uh, is stay away from the social issues uh, we just want to focus on the fiscal issues um, and and if not engaged in this important conversation regarding these social issues because quite frankly if uh, representative luck if we are if we are um, aborting children dismembering children and not even thinking about the humanity of the pain of that, uh, it's not going to matter. We're, we're, I don't think that we can thrive and flourish and be prosperous until we start to address many of these social issues honestly. So I think that's probably what you're doing here is is bringing awareness to this. And and uh, because for, it'll be interesting to see from a Democrat strategy standpoint, since they control you know all the committees and the calendar and all that, how that's going to work out. But but it is important to start to have these conversations because if we don't, uh, I mean, I, I hope that we get to a point where we don't have to that have legislation and laws regarding uh, life. That in fact every every one of us values life, and we don't have to have, you know, have to have these conversations. That it's just a given that we value life.
6: Agreed. That would be that would be the ideal that every single person, no matter their age or size or location or or disability status or anything, right? That every single person by virtue of being, by virtue of being, you know, existing, would be valued in our society. And that would be the ideal. And I I differ with those consultants quite ardently um, on a range of issues, but just as relates to even their own assumptions as to what we should be talking about, i.e. the economy. You can't have a thriving economy when you kill off your next generation. And if we look at the demographic winter that we are in, that Elon Musk and others, even Chuck Schumer recently spoke to this. He spoke to the fact that we need increased immigration because Americans aren't having enough children. Well, if we're aborting all of them, then no, of course we're not going to have them. We've aborted over 63 million children since Roe v. Wade was passed. And 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 we think that that's not going to have an economic impact on the next generation. It it makes no sense. We we don't live in a vacuum. Society, the very foundation of society is healthy families. And so if we're not building healthy families, then so much else doesn't work, which is why we see the government stepping in to be fathers in a complete way. And when we don't, we abdicate that space to other ideas on our side. We have Age-old, timeless truth on our side, and we just need to learn that it's it's worth articulating and articulating passionately and winsomely.
1: <clears throat> well, it, it really is. And and uh, Steve and I were talking about this pre. Um pre-show regarding the tragedy of what is happening over in Turkey with um, the death toll uh, with the the earthquakes and the earthquake victims and it's um, over 30,000 and, and they, you just think about that I mean that's, uh, that's a tragedy Steve said uh, gosh that would be like half of Mile High Stadium <clears throat> I think approximately that's a lot of people but when you mention this number 63 million children that have been aborted. I mean, think of the songs that were not written and the the new creative things that didn't happen because of that. So there's that aspect of it, but also... Um, the baby boomer generation—we've been—that's the generation that has contributed. Of course, I guess the—the—and then, of course, our younger generations. Many of our, of our young women have been told, "Hey, if you want to have a successful life, you can't have kids." Well, we're realizing that that's—that's uh, that's not true. But um, think—just think about this from a de- demographic standpoint. As you mentioned, uh, again, taking away just the the humanity component of this, just from an economic standpoint, you've got an aging population. More and more people are relying on Social Security. And Social Security is being paid for by younger workers. And there's fewer and fewer. I mean, there's 63 million people that aren't here that could be working and paying into Social Security. <laughs> you can see that that's going to be a problem as well. And and I don't mean to be crass on that, but that's a reality that nobody talks about, Representative Luck.
6: It is. It is. You know, our demographic, a healthy demographic looks like a right-standing pyramid, a right-standing triangle, and more and more we're an upside-down triangle. That's where we're headed, And, and you're right, when you have so many at the top who are relying on on programs that were designed in order for the younger generations to feed into them to be sustainable, we are going to have some, some hard choices to make in the not-too-distant future, because it's not just those 63 million people um, who, who are not, not with us. It's their progeny as well. So let's say you were, the, the child was aborted in 1974. They could have had by now grandchildren, grandchildren. Um, for, for, potentially. Oh, good point. <laughs> no, good right? point. Um, and, right. and so you've lost all of those other generations. And, and like well, you I said, don't... because we told ahead. a lie to women and told them that you can't be successful, you can't be fulfilled if you have children and you need to stay in your corporate jobs and, and we'll pay as a corporation to have you kill off your, your children because we know as a corporation that you you're going to want more time off and you're going to be distracted, and you're not going to be as good of an economic producer. And and so we've sold a lie, and many women have devastated lie. as a <clears> result <throat> of this policy, as well as society on the whole.
1: And as well as fathers, also, I, I we need to make sure that people understand that this issue affects fathers as well. So, Stephanie Luck, uh, representative, Colorado representative, House District 60. Uh, thank you. And again, what is your bill number? And uh, a couple of things here just on the text messages. Uh, somebody said that you need to use the word execute when you discuss your bill and that, that mm. this is a way Social Security is underfunded because it's killed future workers. So again, interesting things coming in on the text line 7206050647. What's the name? Uh, what's the number of that bill, Stephanie Luck?
6: You know what? It just escaped me, but it is going to be heard in the House <laughs> Health and Insurance Committee on Friday. <laughs>
1: You're just a little busy, huh? (laughs) Stephanie Luck, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, thank you for, for putting forth this important conversation. It's a conversation that we certainly must have. So thank you so much.
6: Thank you. Have a great day
1: uh you too and again that's stephanie luck and she was the presenter at the colorado union of taxpayers breakfast last week so we really appreciate that as well and uh, the show comes to you great sponsors and as we're looking at these issues we re- we realize that it's is so important to be curious to be intellectually curious and somebody that is really great at that is dr james Linesweiler with ipac edu
7: what do albert einstein thomas edison and nikola tesla have in common None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious IPAC-EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive and experts in each of their fields. With courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health, and wellness, political science, Chemistry, Regenerative, Science, and Psychology. There is a Spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipac.edu.org, ipac.edu.org For more information and to register, that's ipac-edu.org. Homeownership, a place to call your own, has created
0: wealth for Coloradans throughout the years. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with RE-MAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Call Karen at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs.
8: Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity.
7: My
0: funny valentine
1: uh, welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Sweet Kim Munson. Be sure and check out my Valentine. website. That's kim Munson, M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and uh, you can email me at kim at kimmunson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. I am so thrilled to have on the line with me Aaron Lean, uh, Aaron Lee. Happy Valentine's Day, Aaron. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, so pleased to have you back on the show. You have been busy. Uh, and let's set this up for people that don't know what happened. But your your child, your 12-year-old daughter, was targeted um, by a specific agenda in an after-school program. She was invited by a trusted uh, teacher, correct, to an after-school program.
3: Right, a a trusted art teacher. She was invited to art club after school that ended up being gender and sexuality awareness club. And they had invited in an outside presenter to come in to talk to the kids. And they just did unthinkable things with these kids. They asked who they're sexually attracted to. They told my daughter if she's not fully comfortable in her 12-year-old little girl body that she is transgender. They talked about polyamory, suicide. They told them that their new labels make them more likely to commit suicide. Um, handed out personal contact information. Handed out toys. Most importantly, told the kids that their parents aren't safe and that they. Didn't when you have say
1: to toys, I, I, when you say toys, what kind of toys?
3: The, what the presenter called the obligatory stickers and wristbands that kids love to collect everywhere I go. Okay. So branded merchandise, um, like bracelets that said, Sounds gay, I'm in. And, you know, rainbow stickers and these flags that um, were associated with these labels that she'd given the kids.
1: Now, was your daughter 7th or 8th grade or at that she time?
3: 6th grade. She was 6th. She, was she sixth was just grade. 12.
1: hmm Okay. I tell you what, 6th through basically eighth grade that was one of the most difficult times in my life I couldn't figure out what was going on I was tall and skinny and uh, you know the everybody's change I that was a very difficult time on my life and so I think these predators they know that that is a very uh, a, a, a time where where children are very vulnerable. It's not by accident that this ha- is happening, and particularly targeting girls. That's what I've seen, is targeting um girls in this age range. Erin uh, Lee.
3: Absolutely. They're the most vulnerable. That is a really difficult time in any little girl's life where you have to learn to navigate the changes that are happening to you. And so they swoop in and in this case told her, you don't have to worry about those changes your body is going through. You can just be a boy and you can take puberty blockers and stop what you're going through and Um, definitely is the most vulnerable time in a little girl's life. But this woman that runs the organization that was in our schools, her organization starts at age five. So while they target adolescent little girls, they're starting this kind of education or really indoctrination at age five in our community.
1: So you responded last week. We were talking about school surveys. And uh, let's see, uh, Alvin Liu with Courage is a Habit had t- talked about the um, American Association of School Counselors and that these agendas, these radical agendas are really being pushed through the counselor's office. And then also the state of Colorado uh, in school districts are um, right now as we speak, uh, having kids answer surveys. And that really hit your hot button, Erin Lee.
6: It did,
3: and I'm particularly concerned with the Healthy Kids Colorado survey. I have learned since our incident, this is the means that our district uses to push their programming. In fact, our superintendent made a comment um, to me at a community engagement session that they use the survey to get the data they need to support their programming. Not the other way around. They know what they want to push, and they use this inaccurate survey that produces really skewed results because it's based on self-reporting and the question are very confusing and the answers are very confusing. They use this skewed data to push this kind of programming like the GSA where my daughter was lured into.
1: So speaking of that, uh, one of the questions, uh, for example, that they might use is, uh, does your family uh, have dinner together every night? Because if that's the case, that's going to indicate a more stable home life. So that may be a child that they may not target as, as much doesn't mean that's the case. That's just one question. But I recently was with a friend who had a foster child in this age range. And, um, I really am concerned that, the foster kids, from what I can see, have really been targeted uh, for this agenda, and um, I'll just leave it the conversation. There were things that, that she showed me that um, I was just surprised that a 12-year-old girl was making, creating pictures like this, and so I'm concerned about all children, I, I, and I'm really particularly con- concerned uh, also about our foster kids. Have you thought about that at all, Aaron Lee?
3: A hundred percent, yes. And if you look at the foster care list for us here in Larimer County, it's all children that identify as LGBTQ. And it, what is the likelihood that all 12 available children here waiting for a home identify as LGBTQ? It's because they're, they're easy targets. And I actually found out, so the woman who was an outside presenter in my daughter's class, her name is Kimberly Chambers, and she runs this organization, but she's also a foster parent. And she has proudly called CPS on over two dozen families who were not affirming,
1: and so and and CPS is uh, CPS is what Erin Lee?
3: uh, Child Protective Services.
1: So she's called families on that.
3: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Multiple dozens of families who were unaffirming. And so after our incident, I actually discovered that two days after this woman came into my daughter's classroom, really emotionally, sexually abused her to the point where we wouldn't send her back to school the next day. We were, I mean, it, it wreaked havoc on our lives for years to come. But two days after the incident, she pleaded with school administration to call Child Protective Services for a well child check. So she attacked my family. She didn't know my daughter when she came into the classroom that day, convinced her she was transgender, convinced her her family wasn't safe, and then sent her home for us to deal with it. And then immediately after sending her home, she urges the school to do a well child check to, I think, remove her from the home and enter her care. She saw this easy, malleable, vulnerable little girl who was clearly confused. She was an easy target, and it wasn't enough to prey on her. Then she used the Child Protective System to try to come into our home and have her removed. It's
1: terrifying. This is is terrifying. So I want to back this up because uh, clearly you and your husband uh, love your children dearly. Um, But again, I'm setting this up. I remember 6th, 7th, 8th grade. I was not getting along with my mother. I was um, I I had all kinds of questions going on. So it's such a a vulnerable time. So this can happen to any family family. and family out there, but your daughter, shy. I, I know the story. she's shy. she's new in school. and so those two things right there, she's looking for some acceptance uh, she, and she was um, liked art. So those three things right there were made it very easy for them to kind of target her and at least in my understanding, Aaron.
3: It did. And I found out that at the beginning of the year, this art teacher, who was also her homeroom teacher, did a beginning of the year survey. And one of the questions are, who are your friends in your class? And she indicated she didn't have any. And so I I think that definitely contributed to them targeting her. They knew she had zero connection with peers. So back to these surveys, they're constantly gathering information on our children that helps them identify the most vulnerable. And in our case, they targeted her for it. And I don't think they expected her to have such a loving, supportive family at home. I don't think they anticipated her coming home and telling us about the abuse, we found out that there were three other little girls in the room who didn't tell their parents, who continued to go to these club meetings, and all three of the little girls became suicidal. So they were clearly you know, targeting based on this data they're, they're collecting on our kids that we didn't know about. I had no idea this survey had occurred.
1: Well, is it, it's occurring right now, and I, I know you can, uh, parents, grandparents, you can go to Courage is a Habit, and they have opt-out forms and information on what you can do to uh, opt your children out of these um, these uh, surveys, uh, and uh, I know you'd highly recommend that, Erin Lee.
3: I would, but still you you can opt your children out. So Healthy Kids Colorado, they are required to give you notification and you can opt your child out. Um, But again, this survey that happened at the beginning of the year, I don't even know what it's called. I don't I don't know how they were able to get her information and not notify me. So there there's data collection happening behind our back for sure. And, And the survey incident is, you know, the reason that I was so concerned about this new House Bill 1003 as well.
1: Now, uh, you know what? I, I want to talk about House Bill uh, 1003 here in just a moment. Um, and, but before we do that, Roots Medical is a great sponsor of the show, and they're all about freedom, about our, our health care freedom. And uh, they uh, are very active with Colorado healthcare providers for freedom, and that is Roots Medical.
4: Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information visit rootsmedical.net. That's r o o t s medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns.
9: Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage.
10: Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment For all customers come to Franktown for a comfortable, no pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made.
1: Welcome back to the Kim Munson show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And I was just thinking about Erin Lee. She has been uh, really just a voice out there. She's had tremendous courage, uh, to be shedding light on what is happening to our children in these public schools, and it it is a form of tyranny. And and uh, just want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation, uh, which is raising money for the Marine Memorial out at Sixth and Colfax. Uh, we have had generations of Americans that have stood against tyranny. They've given their lives or been willing to give their lives to do so. And so to honor them, to remember their stories is so important. That's another reason why I do America's Veterans Stories, uh, which broadcasts on Sunday afternoons, 3 to 4 p.m. on KLC 560 and all of uh, the KLC 560 platforms. But uh, you can help the USMC Memorial Foundation by going to usmcmemorialfoundation.org. You can contribute. You can buy a brick for one of the walkways that they'll build, uh, honoring your military service or your loved one's military service. And it is just a really great thing to do. So USMCMemorialFoundation.org. Okay, uh, Aaron Lee, House Bill 23-1003. Prime sponsors are Daphna, Michelson, Jeanette, and Lisa Cutter. And it is concerning the creation of the 6th through 12th grade Mental Health Assessment Act. This is not the proper role of government, first and foremost. Uh, But uh, I just the title is of great concern to me, Aaron Lee.
3: Really, everything about the bill is of great concern to me, and it's unfortunate because it. I think it was well intentioned. I mean, it's there's no secret that there's a mental health struggle with our kids. Um, you know, it's been steadily declining since the inception of social media, texting, video games. These COVID lockdowns, our schools contributed to the decline in our children's mental health, but no one's talking about the root causes other mental health struggles instead they're throwing this kind of legislation into our schools that is just flagrantly usurping parental rights it's the government swooping in as though they're certain they know what's best for our children over the wishes of parents
1: well and there is this assault on um, parental rights and and trying to divide uh kids from their parents and, and and again um 12-year-old girls is an easy place to target because that is a difficult time it was difficult between my mom and and me and uh, this is um this is not this is not the proper role of government to get in between kids and parents uh, but it's part as you mentioned, it may be well intentioned we We see the problem, but government swooping in as the answer is not the answer and and also to get to the honest conversation the root of why this is happening. I mean, my gosh, you tell girls they're boys, boys, they're girls that this and that I mean it's mixing kids up already, and so uh, <laughs> uh the root of the problem is is what has been happening with this um This culture that we've been um, moving to here in America.
3: Absolutely. And I think this bill is just the next in a series of, you know, an effort to exclude parents from their own children's mental health. So in 2019, they passed 1120, which gave 12 year olds the authority to determine their own mental health treatment without parent notification or consent. And then also in 2019, they passed uh, 1129, which prohibits conversion therapy for minors. That means that if a child is gender confused, because gender is included in the covered language, if a child is gender confused, a licensed therapist can only affirm them. They cannot question it. They cannot try to convince the child that they're not transgender. They can't get to the root of the problem. So now this bill is setting up all 6th through 12th graders in the state to be surveyed by the school by a a provider that is yet to be determined by the state and i would assume it's going to be panorama which is a very concerning data collection organization Um, and then they will refer the child out to the i matter program which is the state's mental health program that was established in 2021 and the really concerning thing here is they added in this amendment at, at the committee the other day that oh we'll notify the parents but it very clearly says in the bill that if a child is 12 or older, they can override their parents' opt-out. So even if a child opts their 12-year-old out, the 12-year-old can then opt themselves back in. And that also means that the results from their mental health survey and their, their care that is subsequently scheduled will not be communicated with the parent. And that is of so much concern.
1: Uh, yes uh, this is and um i always say Erin, that, that the these radical activists with these agendas are playing long ball and i remember in 2019 uh, with that um, house bill 1129 which would prohibit um yeah, well, basically, force providers that uh, healthcare providers that and psychologists, psychiatrists, that they must affirm a child if they are gender confused. So, so I mean, let's play this out. At school, they have an after-school art club. They they give all this different information. They confuse kids. Kids go home. Parents say, "Wait a minute that that's not the case." We're going to you know go through some mental health. Um, professionals that we trust to to help you get through this and uh, Colorado law says that the that only one side of this issue can be presented correct I mean this is this is mind-boggling
3: that's right. And I testified last week that I've personally experienced that law at work, that we took our daughter after this art club where she was confused into thinking she's transgender. We took her to a therapist and found out the hard way <laughs> that they're legally obligated to affirm. And it made her confusion worse. And it ultimately led her to become suicidal because she couldn't navigate the confusion. It just She just became more confused and more depressed because they weren't helping her work through her confusion. So I've experienced firsthand. And that's that's a therapist that I chose <laughs> that I knew about and that I pursued for my child, so the thought of the school district going behind my back and referring her to a therapist of their choice i don 't think she would be alive today if this bill had been in place and if they had usurped my my parental rights and sent her to a therapist without my knowledge i, I don 't know that she 'd be alive, so it 's terrifying to think that they 'll be doing this to other families, confusing the children and then Sending her to it, an I Matter therapist that you know the, the parent has no idea and that can only affirm the confusion. It's really scary.
1: Well, it is. And Erin, you have become um, just you've sp- uh, spoken nationally, internationally regarding this issue, which has taken a lot of courage, and uh, you've come under fire for doing so. Correct.
3: Very much. Yep. Actually called the sheriff last week for receiving multiple, very similar death and torture threats. Um, so the the vocal minority doesn't like it <laughs> that I've spoken up with the truth about what's happened to us. Um, I've definitely received a lot of pushback.
1: But that is why a, a little bit of truth is so important. And. they do this under, we need to call gender-affirming care actually what it is, and it is child mutilation. What society, you know, and uses tax dollars, uses public policy to put forth child mutilation. I can't believe that we've gotten to this spot in America. But shedding light on these issues, speaking truth into these issues, if we care about children, which we do, then we must understand what is happening here. I getting text messages. I'm not, it says time to get kids out of public schools. It's, it's tragic. We have many great teachers in our public schools, but there's just a few with these agendas that, um, that I'm not sure. Maybe all the other teachers even understand what's going on, but there's these with these agendas and then they're getting help from the state legislature. Um, couple of minutes, your final thought on all this, Aaron Lee, I so appreciate you stepping forward and and really taking this issue on for the children of Colorado and the children of America
3: absolutely. I just want to echo all the text messages that you're getting. I, I have determined that the only surefire way to protect your kids from this kind of overreach is to remove them from government schools. That's what we've done with all of our kids. And I, have, I sleep well at night. I have peace of mind knowing that they'll go to school and get a better education, too. And only 40% of the kids in our state are reading and doing math at grade level. That's a problem in and of itself. So the only surefire way to protect your kids is to remove them from government schools and i'll echo too that there's there's many great people in the system and i think a lot of teachers don't know that it's happening but these agendas come from the top the you know the the teachers unions have such great influence in our public school districts and they're they're pushing these agendas and they're celebrating and rewarding the teachers who do their bidding um and and look down upon the teachers who are traditional core knowledge teachers who are just there to educate so um I, I appreciate the good people in the system. I hope they will stay there and fight back. I hope more teachers will come forward with their stories. We need parents to be brave and speak up about what's happening, but we also need the people in the system to be brave and speak up about what they're seeing. It's the only way things are going to change.
1: Okay. Erin Lee, do you have a, a website or how can, where are you at in this activist that, uh, that you're doing, the activism?
3: Yeah, so I have a social media handle is just Erin for Parental Rights, F-O-R, um, on every platform on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And then I also have a website, StopGenderIdeology.com. I'm actually working with Senator Kevin Lundberg on a documentary film about what happened to our family and um, want to make it widely available for free. So I am raising funds for production costs for that film that will hopefully be out this summer and features some really great experts on the issue. We just want to educate parents about what's happening Happening so that they can make an informed decision for their own families.
1: And again, what's that website, Erin Lee?
3: It's stopgenderideology.com and then my social is Erin for Parental Rights.
1: And it's E-R-I-N. Erin Lee, thank you so much for what you're doing, for your courage. Uh, this is so important and um, happy Valentine's Day.
3: You too, thank you. Okay.
1: And our quote for the end of the show is uh, Rabindranath Jagori He said, reach high for stars lie hidden in you. Dream deep for every dream precedes the goal. My friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two.
0: The Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story.
1: That seems to me like government is establishing a religion.
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights.
0: Today's current opinions and ideas.
1: Surveys show that, that
0: people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to hour number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today's drive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body, my friends. We were made for this moment. Thank you. To the team I work with: as producer, Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen. Uh, echo, um, producer Luke and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Valentine's Day to you, producer Steve.
2: Well, you stole my thunder. I was, <laughs> you, you were just going <laughs> to say happy Tuesday and I was going to tell you what day it was. <laughs>
1: it is Valentine's Day. Yes, it is. And can't believe that we are at the 14th of uh, February already. It is uh, rather remarkable how fast time is going. There's so many issues th- out there. Such an important conversation with Aaron Lee about uh, this this House Bill 1003 where uh, government's going to be doing these mental health assessments for kids 6th um, grade through 12th grade. Uh, we Ideally, we really need to put a stop to that. It's going to be difficult with the radical activists uh, in power down there at the State House and the State Senate and the Governor's office and, of course, then the Governor. Is, has all these different uh, unelected, unaccountable bureaucracies that are pushing forth this agenda as well. It's a pretty daunting here in Colorado. Colorado, we are at the tip of the spear. That is why it is so important that we have these conversations. And they come to you because of great sponsors. And in, another one of those is Hooters Restaurants. And they have five locations. That's Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. And uh, they have all kinds of specials Monday through Friday uh, for both lunch and for happy hour. I love their fish and chips. And my friend Kurt Gerwitz had had their fish tacos, delicious as well. So all kinds of lunch uh, specials Monday through Friday. Be sure and check that out. And they're great sponsors of the show. It's a... Uh, An important story about freedom and free markets and capitalism, which those three things are under assault in America these days. That's freedom, free markets, and capitalism. Talking about our children, I went to a quote about our children for our quote for today. And this is from... Drath Tagore, and he was born in 1861 in Calcutta, and he died in 1941. And just a, a amazing a poet, short story writer, song composer, playwright, essayist, and painter. And he received the the first non European to receive the Nobel Prize for Literature. And he said this: He said that every child comes with the message that God is not discouraged with man. And Steve, I have to say, every time I see a new baby, I do see that uh, there is such hope in. In a new little one, and there's just something about that. So I just love that quote. And I chose that because we were talking about our children. Our children are under attack uh, in America and in our world today. And we are to be protectors and nurturers of our children. And my gosh, this agenda lbj's great agent or great society all these have have gotten in between the the protection and the nurturing and um, confusing confusing um, I mean there's been a real assault on our men um, as uh, protectors of our families and this has been ongoing for quite some time really I mean we can go back to the 60s producer Steve
2: yeah I'm sitting here thinking of lbj's great society and if you want to go back and do uh, a you know, a post-mortem or, or you know, from as the clock, you know, once I guess it became uh, legislation, uh, law, you know, it was, it was voted in and we went, started to go down this path. Mm-hmm. All the negative things that started to pop up in this culture. Uh, and it's like so many people saw it and yet so many people did not. And it's just, you think, what a what a wrong turn. <laughs> it, well,
1: it 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 really was and basically basically what happened with LBJ's great society he said to women hey you can have kids and you don't have to have a man in the house and the government will provide for you well the government just provides the bare minimum and then we have had several different generations where that has occurred and there's there's not i mean it it's um it's not the way that it's supposed to be, but it also said to to men, and then, of course, with the uh, sexual revolution, the pill, all that, is that you can have sex with multiple women and you don't have to be responsible if a a child is conceived out of that because the government will do that. Well, this breaks down the relationship between, uh, men and women. It breaks down, uh, the family and, and it wasn't by accident. It really wasn't by accident whatsoever. So we're seeing all that play out, play out. Now people are understanding this and, and, um, to, To say to men that you don't have to be responsible for your decisions and that uh, you are no longer the protector of your family. That was something that I think was very, very detrimental to our society. And we're seeing all this play out right now. I'm encouraged though that shedding light, shedding truth on these issues, um, I think that, uh, is, is what we need to do to, to reclaim, um, a healthy society. There's so many different things that are going through my brain right now on this producer, Steve. Uh, I'd like to talk to Matt dark about that. Do we have Matt right now, Steve? Uh, no, we don't, we don't have Matt dark. Okay. I'm hoping that we do because, and he's got this great new show. It's on Monday through Thursday, uh, 9 to 10 on KLZ 560 and all K uh, KLZ platforms. And he is with Roots Medical, which is a great sponsor of the show. And uh, so hopefully, we're, I know he's very busy. He's been watching a lot of legislation as well, not only with what he's doing with uh, Roots Medical. So I'm going to talk just about a couple of things here. I, I'm getting some text messages. This is uh, super interesting that apparently there was um a guest on the show prior to when we came on that was uh, talking about... That they were very pro-vaccine, so you can see that we are independent here on KLZ five sixty. That I'm an independent voice. We had Dr. Brian June June Depth uh, June death on yesterday uh, regarding this the sudden deaths. And again, when I opened up my computer this morning, uh, again, n- people that are are suddenly keeling over. I mean. We have to ask why, and I think that that is why that is
2: super important. Can't you imagine what it's like across the newsrooms across the country, be they you know local type or the network type? They're seeing this pattern and evolve, and you know a, a good journalist, if there is such a thing anymore, is kind of raising up and saying, "Hey, don't we need to report on this?" And the answer is a crushing or a resounding no.
1: Uh, yeah, you, you've got to think that these people would be connecting the dots. But you know what, that goes back to Steve. I got the paper here, but one of the other producers had uh, sent over this. It's like a Colorado media initiative and pushing forward a specific a specific agenda in local media. And they were giving grants out to different um, uh, different media organizations that are pushing that narrative. And so... So that's why I think a number of these different um, news organizations are compromised. It's because of money or advertising money. I mean, look at all the Pfizer ads on mainstream media. Um, that is you know, that is bringing home the bacon for them. And, and so what has happened then is instead of being journalists, they're pushing forward an agenda. And I think more and more people are waking up to that steve but uh, they're doubling down certainly on these
2: narratives just thinking of all the big schools across the country that have departments of journalism and they've changed their names to departments of agenda pushing
1: (laughs) yeah let's be honest about that for sure uh this is interesting from the epic times said booster shots may be triggering stroke incidents according to the cdc and the fda Uh, And it says, uh, in addition to cardiac events, another life-threatening side effect has been associated with the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. When is the risk period? Does the flu shot play any role in these events? What actions should we take to better protect ourselves? And um, so it's interesting. uh, It says on January 13, the FDA and CDC issued a joint statement that a new safety signal for the ISA Ischemic or ischemic stroke have been detected in one of the agency's vaccine safety surveillance systems. All I can say is it's about time, Steve.
2: We cover a lot of ground here in a week. Now, was it last week or the week before? One of your guests was, uh, you know, essentially highlighting a Pfizer executive who was basically bursting at the seams uh, because of you know what was coming down the road: increased yeah. revenues or uh, increased stock prices, whatever. But you're're you're right. They're out there. They're doing it,
1: yeah, they are. And I think that was the conversation that we had with Dr. Jill, although we've had other other ones as well, I'm going to mention just this other headline from the Denver Gazette. And it says with the signature um, well, this this was Patty's comment. Uh, but this is regarding Colorado's new environmental rule could cost building owners and tenants more than $3 billion. So it says about 8,000 large building owners statewide face spending more than $3.1 billion by 2050 to comply with a proposed, uh, proposed rule that seeks to reduce energy consumption now under consideration by state air pollution authorities. And see, this is the difference. There's two different worldviews. There's one of scarcity... There's one of reducing uh, things that uh, help everyday people thrive, prosper, and flourish. The other wor- world worldview would be, hey, and that's the government control model, which we see being pushed through the World Economic Forum. And can you see how this... You know, this connects with this uh, bill of the day that we talked about regarding um, ballot language. Uh, Alex Valdez, uh, Representative Valdez, wants to push that forward. Requirements for initiatives that they have a specific narrative in those particular initiatives. Uh, Three billion dollars that that will be taking out of the economy. So instead of creating anything, this will be... um, $3 Three billion because of rules and regulations, and this is not sustainable. When they talk about sustainable, this is not sustainable, and this will contribute to everyday people's misery. We will be equal in our misery, and um, and this yes. is under equity. and yeah, yeah, <laughs> under Libertarian Governor Polis, and it says the bill went into effect in 2021 and uh, it would be building ep- upgrades 2.63 billion in capital retrofitting outlay for uh, 405 million for operation and management of course bureaucracy is probably there 61 million for filing fees and labor for completing the required reports 61 million dollars for reports steve <laughs> i mean come on so instead of looking at the world through those lens if we have a challenge let's unleash the creativity and power of the individual and private enterprise and if we want to get really serious about solving these problems we can do that but they're not serious about that because if they did that they would lose their control and that is what it's all about is power money and control
2: and we are merely here to bankroll it right
1: that's what they think i mean it'll come out of our economy it'll come out of of people being just comes out of the economy for all of the uh, 61 million dollars for to file reports. So I guess if you go to college, you'll want to get your degree in report filing. How about that? So anyway, it's so important that we talk about these issues. And uh, one of the, the sponsor that helps us do this consistently is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, and they can create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs, from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan team now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there.
4: I can't believe I just scratched that car. Find my insurance card.
8: Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty?
4: Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just
3: pull it up on the State Farm
8: mobile app.
4: But I can do that? Oh,
9: hey, I can do that. Yep,
11: it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service.
0: Whoa, I can call my
9: agent, too? It's called service.
0: Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Because of Karen's love of dogs, Karen volunteers regularly with GRRR, Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, helping golden retrievers find their forever homes. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with Remax Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516.
7: What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist, Dr. James Lyons Weiler, is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious, IPAC-EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive and experts in each of their fields with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org. ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. Steve. My funny Valentine. Welcome back
1: to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure to check out Sweet our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. M-O-N-S-O-N. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. I'm thrilled to have on the line with me Leslie Manukian. She is the founder of Health Freedom Defense Fund. And uh, wanted to talk with her, get an update with what is happening there. They are the ones that brought the lawsuit that basically uh, was um, in the favor of uh, you being able to take your we being able to take our masks off when we fly on an airplane. And uh, but the Biden administration wants to re-mask us. Uh, Leslie Manukian, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. It's great to be with you. (laughs)
12: Yes, it's crazy. It's amazing. And you know, what's incredible, too, is that Rochelle Walensky, who is the director of the CDC, she gave um, testimony in front of Congress. And I I should look it up and tell you exactly what she says. But in one um, clip, she says something about how you don't need to wear masks and that the reason that you should wear a mask, if there's disease spreading in your community, then you don't need to wear a mask it has nothing to do with anything else. I mean, it's just literally she talks out of both sides of her mouth. She contradicts herself and when they asked her specifically for science to substantiate the CDC's mask rule, she kind of stumbled.
1: This is not about <laughs> this is not about protecting people at all. It's really it's really about power and control, isn't it, Leslie?
12: It's um well, it's very interesting because if it were about public health, first of all, you would think that there would be unequivocal science to support masking the general public, and there simply isn't. In the last couple of weeks, there's a study that's come out by a group called the Cochrane Organization, which is considered generally to be the most prestigious independent reviewer of science. What they do is they take... um the entire body of science that exists on a subject, and they conduct a massive analysis, what's called a meta review. They look at all the randomized controlled trials or different kinds of research. In this one, they looked at 78 randomized controlled trials, which are considered the gold standard in research, evaluating the impact of masks on the spread of respiratory infections, okay? But they also looked at hand washing and sanitizing your environment. Let me just talk about the masks first. They looked at 78 randomized controlled trials. And what they found was there was basically not a speck of evidence that masks do anything. Okay. Now, CDC did its own randomized controlled trial in and published it in May of 2020, evaluating the impact of mask, wear, mask wearing on flu spread. And they found no impact. But they buried that research. So they are they know that there's no science and it's now been confirmed by the most prestigious organization that does independent reviews of all the data. And yet she's still in front of Congress saying that masks work on the one hand and then don't on the other hand, talking out of both sides of her mouth. And so this whole thing is clearly about, I believe it's a charade, um, if, if this law stands, you know, DOJ is appealing our win. So our lawsuit overturned the federal travel mask mandate. And if DOJ is able to challenge that and the 11th Circuit um, Court of Appeals does not uphold or affirm the lower court's ruling overturning the CDC's rule, what it will say is that um, CDC can do anything it wants because if the CDC can force you to wear a mask absent true science, you know, adequate science justifying that masks do anything, then the CDC can force you to wear whatever clothes you want. they want you to. The CDC can force you to put a Band-Aid on your mouth. The CDC can force you to be injected with anything they choose, right? All under the guise of public health and an emergency. And so, no, this is not about public health. This is about their power. And the only reason that they're challenging in this is because, literally i truly believe that the administrative state is this like (laughs) giant vampire sucking the power and the freedom out of the american people they are not accountable to us they are not elected the administrative state is all the federal agencies that sit underneath the executive branch of government the president and they've become this like parasite on us and um it's about their power that's what they're trying to preserve is their power not Uh, pursue public health.
1: So where are you at uh, with this now uh, and the DOJ?
12: Well, we had um, oral argument in January, and it was very clear from what the judges, from judges' questions that they believe that a portion of the lawsuit is a slam dunk. Those were the words that Judge Brasher Use. Judge Brasher said, "This is a slam dunk. You violated CDC violated um, its own internal guidelines and the Administrative Procedure Act. They did not. They failed to notice the public or or take comment, and they failed to adequately justify their rule. They basically just issued it. That's all they did. And um, and that's illegal. You can't do that. And so I'm pretty darn confident that they're going to uphold on that. Where I'm less confident, but and and is on the piece that I think is the most important, and that is that." The CDC doesn't have the statutory authority to issue a mask mandate. So here's the problem is that judges don't generally like to get into the science, but the science is critically important here because if masks do nothing, then CDC is issuing a rule that um, effectively amounts to compelled dress, right? If you're mm-hmm. forcing a medical intervention that's not a medical intervention, then they're forcing you to dress a certain way for some bizarre reason. and so this is the bigger issue and so what i want to do is um, start a campaign to raise awareness about the true science relating to masks and so i urge people to go to our website healthfreedomdefense.org because we are going to be launching a campaign about the true ineffectiveness of masks and i'd really like to get that spread as much as possible across the country it's not been released yet it will happen in the next week but um this is something that's critically important that people understand that masks do nothing. Literally, they want us to believe that they do something. But if you if you think about what a mask is, effectively, it's a muzzle. It keeps you um, it keeps you from being able to communicate effectively and properly. It also conceals the most important part of your, you know, humanity, which is your face and how you. Um, signal to others your friendliness or how you feel, how you smile at people i mean that 's how we communicate right we don't communicate with our hand or our foot. we communicate with our face. it is the thing that we hold in it's our kind of avatar out in public and masking us is is a it's a symbol of obedience of subservience, and so I think it's actually incredibly insidious these mask policies and they must be. Resisted and they must be overturned. And I just um, pray that the uh, 11th Circuit will uphold on all the counts, not just on the procedural issues.
1: And do you have a time frame on when this decision is going to come down? I know that's difficult with the judiciary.
12: It's super hard, Kim. Um, first of all, the judges mentioned um, a supreme a case in front of the Supreme Court right now, which might have some bearing on this. And the Supreme Court is already you know, already made rulings that are in our favor on several of these counts. There's another case that's in front of them which may have some bearing, and so it's possible that they could wait until the Supreme Court season um, in the summertime. That's when the Supreme Court issues its ruling, in the summertime. So it's possible it could be that long. It's also possible it could be in three weeks. You just never know. You never know. They are basically – this is something that I think it's – it's. Um, uh a real travesty is that the courts, judges in their courts, are dictators. They are accountable to no one. They could be judged, uh, challenged, unless you appeal, and the way the only way you can appeal is to raise, you know, tens of thousands, right. in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars. So um, it's uh, it's kind of a it's basically whatever they decide. <laughs> so it could take months. We have a case right. that's been sitting there in uh, in the Fifth Circuit for almost a year now. No reason. We don't understand why.
1: Boy, that that, that doesn't seem like it's justice when when this is occurring in America. Let's let's uh, just re mention this. It's healthfreedomdefense.org. Healthfreedomdefense.org dot org is Leslie Manukian's uh, website. So be sure and check that out. And we have these important conversations because of uh fabulous sponsors that I have. And one of those great sponsors is Three Points Financial. Steve Cruz and Mary Alpers uh have three points financial, they're owners of three points financial. And it's a fee-only financial planning firm. And uh, just uh, great sponsors and really appreciate all that they do.
5: Three Points Financial, a comprehensive, fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, Take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact 3PointsFinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call.
2: No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. All of Kim's sponsors are an in inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated
7: with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of The Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
8: Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity.
1: Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. And happy Valentine's Day to you, Leslie Manukian, And... Uh, I got a text message. Said masks would be incredibly important if every day was Halloween. I guess that's true, Leslie. <laughs>
12: <laughs> yeah, I think masks are very important if um, they want us all to be faceless, nameless drones, right? <laughs> Ex-
1: exactly. Exactly. So, so Leslie Manukian, I'm just quickly going to your your journey to get to this point. You were a hot shot. Um, a, a person on Wall Street, uh, and it's a su- very successful career. And uh, in our last conversation, you said that that you believe that if you just tax people more, rich people more, that we could we could actually address the problems in our society. And and you voted for Obama in the first election, and you said you had jokingly said you were the only socialist on Wall Street. Well, that's all changed, hasn't it? <laughs> Yes, but
12: to really be clear, let me just say, I think both parties are corrupt. You know, Judge Andrew Napolitano once said that um, both parties are two wings of the same bird of prey. And I, I have a hard time disputing that, because if you ask me, you know, I'm no longer a um, hardcore leftist. That's for sure. But I think there's a plenty of corruption on the on the Republican side as well. That said, if you ask me what my leanings are, it's towards Freedom. It's towards mm-hmm. liberty, and that's all that matters to me. I think we should all be free, and I think a civil society respects everyone's individual choices as long as they don't impinge on anybody else's. So, yes, I used to just literally joke that I didn't, I didn't care how much I paid in taxes. I was paying. <laughs> now you, you I, realize a little keeping... amount of money, but not anymore. And, and, it, yeah. and what happened was, you know, I got, I got sick. Right, I was. I I didn't realize it at the time, but I was injured by a series of vaccines. And I didn't know that that's what caused me to be sick, but when I went back and sort of you know, timelined everything, I realized, oh, my gosh, this is what's happened. And so once, once you've done that and you realize you've been hurt by a medical intervention, then you understand, you truly appreciate on a personal level, the importance of being able to make your own choices. And what I witnessed was in the last 15 years, this constant onslaught to take away our rights and freedoms. And that started, I mean, listen, in California, the first thing that they did was they went for um, allowing Twelve-year-olds to vaccinate their, themselves for hepatitis B and Gardasil, um, HPV, which they argue are sexually transmitted diseases, and so it's okay. And that, but parents wouldn't be able to know what happened, and they passed it. And they said, "Don't worry, we're not going to intrude into the family. It's just this one thing." Anyway, that's the thin end of the wedge. What's happened in the last, since that happened in 2009, is that now you have no rights in California to send your children to school, public or private unless you comply with the entire schedule that the state of California dictates. That's what this has all been about, and spend the slippery slope and no one cared. So, I mean, I was shouting from the rooftops back then and people weren't listening. Thankfully, I believe that authorities have shot themselves in the foot with COVID because now people understand the importance of being able to make their own medical choices, whether it's wearing a mask, which isn't a medical intervention because it didn't do anything anyway, but um, they claim it does. And or taking a drug or being ventilated or um, submitting to a shot. This should not rest in the hands of government. And if government has the power and authority to tell us what to put in our bodies, the government has too much power.
1: That's, my, that's my Totally agree. And, and Leslie, you and I have gotten to the same place, maybe in different ways. I just published on my website an essay that I wrote, uh, uh, and it it's titled Radical Democrats and Republican Consultants Are Complicit in Colorado's Troubles. And I actually have connected the dots and I'm going to connect more and more dots. I have the the radical leftists over on one side and the um, Republican consultants over here on the other side. And it's all about on the really, I think, on the radical Democrat side here in Colorado. It's about power, control and money. And on the consultant side, it's really about money. But they then collude together to put forth policies that take away freedom. So we have this big broad, I would say 70% in the middle that we just want to live our lives and just leave us alone. But they're all about power and control and money. And so you and I have gotten to the same spot. We've just come at it in a different way, Leslie.
12: Yeah, Kim, you know, one thing I want to say is I don't think it's just the consultants. I think there are lots of rhinos, Republicans in name only in our state legislature's and, um, as governors and, and at the national level in Congress, you know, our, I live in Idaho and our governor, Brad Little, he ran for governor last time, this past election cycle, saying that he didn't lock us down. That's a bold based lie. He totally locked us down and he's a complete rhino. He doesn't believe in freedom. And so to me, it's about knowing truly who the candidate is and truly getting involved. Um, And I think that the only way around this is for us to understand that there are people who are much more part of what now people call the uniparty, meaning that Mm -hmm. they are, they may claim to be Democrats, they may claim to be Republicans, but what they really are about is the uniparty, which is about empowering and enriching enriching themselves while they enslave you, right? They take away your rights and your freedoms. And I don't care which side of the aisle they hail from, if they're um, subscribing to policies that don't protect the Constitution and protect our rights, then I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I think that there are plenty of those on both sides of the aisle, unfortunately. Absolutely. Look at, what happened, look at what happened with the election of the Speaker of the House. The whole reason the Freedom Caucus was fighting was because they don't believe that Kevin McCarthy is truly on their side, on the side of freedom, that he's much more likely to cave and that he supported all sorts of, you know, he, I believe he may have even, I think there are allegations that he might have even taken money from the FTX guys you know from all the money that Mm -hmm, was funneled mm -hmm. through ftx and stuff and Mm so there's so many problems and these people are not they're not our champions they're not the champions of the people they are um protecting the power and authority of those in power and authority and at your expense. And so i think that's the real problem but can i bring something up kim and if you don't want to talk about this it's fine but something i think is really important is this train derailment in ohio Okay. People, do people have you heard about this? Do you know yes. about what's going on there? Well, so there I, I'm just. Train.
1: Yeah, I I not really delved into it. So, so continue on.
12: Okay, so this train derailed last week in Ohio, and it was carrying um, highly toxic, hazardous, carcinogenic chemicals that are used to make plastics and other things. Um, I don't want to say what the chemical names of them are because I don't want to butcher it and say the wrong thing. But it's stuff to make like. PVC um you know polychlorinated vinyl or yeah I think that's what it is or poly I think that's how you say it PV I don't know anyway I don't want to butcher the name the point is that this stuff is highly toxic it's highly flammable it literally can combust at 8 degrees fahrenheit from what I understand um okay. no 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 8 degrees centigrade which is only about 40 degrees fahrenheit it's um and what happened was it derailed and it started spilling And what happened was, instead of letting this spill and go into the rivers, because this is what people are interpreting it, they ignited it and created this massive cloud of acid. It's a cloud of acid that's not in a little place. It's over 100 square miles, 100 miles wide from what I heard yesterday, latest. And it's raining down on people. Animals are dying. Fish are dying. People are coughing and struggling. It's highly poisonous. They're now saying that Um, Independent observers are saying that this could be the greatest environmental catastrophe in U.S. history. And where is the media on it, Kim? In fact, reporters, there's a guy from News Nation, and I don't know the full backstory to this, but he was forced out. He was not allowed to be in there to report. So they were somehow only allowing some media members in there. The government has been saying that it's not dangerous and that it's not going to go into the water. It's not posing a problem in the air and that people should go back to their homes. But independent people are saying that this stuff is poisonous, that their chickens are dying, the fish are dying in the rivers, and this is huge. And there are people claiming that this was potentially um, – that they, uh, they ignited it literally burned it off deliberately in order to prevent it from going in the little tributary where it was, which would have fed into the Ohio River, which would have fed into the Mississippi River, which would have fed into the Gulf of Mexico. And what's happening is that the, you know, authorities and the companies responsible for this, the the railroad, are claiming that everything's peachy. And I just want you to understand, I really wanted to bring it up because this illustrates or re- I, I think confirms what we've been seeing for the last three years, which is that the media is not on your side and the government is not on your side. What should be happening is that those people who are in in that in those areas should be warned about the dangers. They should be evacuated. The media should be telling the truth about how how bad this is and doing everything they can to protect people. And instead, the opposite of, is happening. And I think it really ties into what we were just talking about, which is that... There are too many politicians who are not on the side of the people and who are not helping us. And the media is not doing its job either. The media is there to sanitize. The media is there to sculpt a narrative. It's not there to inform you. And we've got to be looking to independent media outlets like The Epic Times and Just the News – And even going to twitter and following all of the groups like health freedom defense fund and children's health defense and others who are reporting ethical skeptic um, brownstone institute who are reporting independently on what's happening because that's the only way you're going to get the truth and that's the only way to protect yourself
1: well and i'll I'll add in listening to the kim munson show we had jeffrey tucker with the brownstone institute on yesterday we've got Mm. you on today And, uh, I'm just looking at this. I, and I've, I've been busy with just stuff happening here in Colorado. I took on a new position, uh, Leslie, and it's the president of the Colorado Union Taxpayers. And uh, oh, wow. it's an all volunteer organization watching legislation, and it has um, it's been somewhat time. <laughs> last week, let me just put it this way: there's no way that, that that these people, and again, on both sides of the aisle, and we've got some very brave people down there as well. But uh, we are taking um, um, positions on different legislation. But last week, I go through and I take a look at uh, first of all. And different pieces of legislation and, you know, how that matches up to the cup pledge, which basically it's it's about economic freedom to keep taxes low, you know, and all all those things. Anyway, last week I went into our software to look at the number of bills that were scheduled for hearing this week in Colorado and it was 88 bills, Leslie. There is no way that you can read all of this legislation. They are just jamming stuff through and and some really bad stuff. And there's no and there's no way that we need 88 new bills. No. No, for sure. So, okay, can, I am l- l- looking can I at this. One thing? Yeah. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Well, I, 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 did want to mention that, uh, what, that it is starting to get some news here today. NBC News said residents near Ohio train derailment report dead fish and chickens. So it's, I guess it's getting to the point because of these independents that, um, mainstream media, of course, they're going to report on a little bit and then they'll probably just try to make it die. Exactly. And here's the thing. This happened a week
12: ago, and the Wall Street Journal was was reporting on it for three days and then ceased. And then here's the thing. This is the real kicker. Yesterday, a train carrying chemicals in Houston derailed. And another train, I don't know what it was carrying in South Carolina, derailed yesterday, both trains. And when you tie this into the fact this is a fact, that over 100 food processing facilities have gone up in flames in the last year or two years. I think it's like 140 now in the United States. Plus, more than 10% of egg-laying hens have been culled, all based on the PCR test that we know was used to inflate the numbers of cases of COVID. Um, We've now got polluted water, polluted farmland. This is just, it's, I mean, it kind of beggars belief that this is all. I, I, I don't know. This is just truly incredible. What's happening? Um, what is really going on in our world? Is this all random? Could it be random? Could this all be happening randomly? Three train derailments in a week, two of them at least, and maybe three carrying hazardous chemicals, which are going to pollute the the um, groundwater, the local water, the streams, the shed, the watershed, the fisheries. The, <laughs> Agriculture, the livestock, and all the other things that are going on. It's pretty crazy.
1: Yes, it's an extremely curious coincidence uh, with capital C's on that, Leslie. Leslie, you're doing such <laughs> important and, – well, and these train derailments, and as you mentioned, and I'm going to have Trent Luce on tomorrow, who's a sixth-generation farmer and rancher. Uh, about how, the, the, you know, all all of these different fires at food production plants, at hatcheries. It's so curious. And ultimately, th- it affects everyday people and our you know, just being able to thrive and flourish. Everything seems like it's under assault. Just one other thing. I'm going to ask you this. And that is, as Patty had on the headlines, that Joe Biden is selling um, more of our strategic... Um, Oil reserves. I mean, we're getting into a very dangerous position here, Leslie Minukian.
12: Yes. And is is it just an accident or a mistake? Is it an accident or a mistake that they're still telling people to wear masks? Is it an accident or a mistake that Rochelle Walensky testified in front of Congress the other day that the shot that they've given over, I think, 660 million or maybe it was 700 million doses and that it has reduced the problem of COVID. That's a lie. The shot does not stop transmission or infection. Is it, um, is it an accident or a mistake that they're using this PCR test, which is known to, to yield extreme false positives, that they're using that test now on, on the bird flocks? Is, it, is this all an uh, accident? Is it all a mistake? Uh, is it all an oversight? I'm sorry, but I think that um, we conclude that it's an accident, a mistake, or an oversight at our own peril.
1: Well, wow. Leslie Manukian, what you're doing at healthfreedomdefense.org is so important. healthfreedomdefense.org. Um, a final thought to leave with our listeners today because we we've got to have hope here and I guess the hope is is all of these voices, what you're doing, what we're doing, all these voices that are shedding light on this. And uh, that's I think that's at least a, a ray of hope there, Leslie Manukian.
12: Yeah, there's so much hope because we are the the billions The people who are in control are a few thousand globally right we're the billions and we want freedom we want to be able to live our lives happily peacefully safely and all that you need to do is to show up for your school board meetings show up for your city council meetings show up for your county commissioners meetings get involved hold them accountable grow your own food you know, just start a small backyard garden. That's all you have to do. If you are disgusted by what's happening in your schools, homeschool your kids. You don't have to do it all yourself. There are groups of people doing this. Use cash every day. We haven't talked about this, but they want a digital currency because they can control you through a digital currency. So use cash as much as possible because the more of the economy that's cash, the more impossible it is is for them to force this on you. And support us, healthfreedomdefense.org. We are we have filed 15 lawsuits. We are suing the Los Angeles School Unified School District to protect teachers' rights to make medical choices for themselves. We're suing Nike for the same reason. We're suing um, Disney for the same reason. We are going to be suing the FDA for a similar reason to stop the shots in children. We have already filed a citizen petition for that. We are. We have three lawsuits against the federal government to stop them from mandating these shots. We are not only suing, but we are winning. We are results-oriented. That is our focus. And if you support us, I don't get paid for what I do. I, I work every day because I care and because I want to make a difference. And these are ways. So supporting us and all these other things I've talked about are ways for you to protect your freedom. Also, learn homeopathy. Learn how to use essential oils and herbs, because you know what? These are the paths to health liberty. There are many, many ways for you to actually do things that, act- that liberate you from all the systems that they are trying to put in place, which will only control you. So don't let hope, Man- get involved.
1: Absolutely. And that's HealthFreedomDefenseFund.org. Uh, Leslie Manukian, thank you so much.
12: Thank you, Kim. Have a great day.
1: And we get to have these important uh, discussions because of great sponsors. Lauren Levy is an expert in the mortgage arena, and it's because of him and our other sponsors that you get to learn about all of these important issues.
9: Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage.
4: Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare
10: concerns. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment Environment for all customers, come to Franktown for a comfortable, no pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today. Or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Check out our website, that's kimmunson.com. And be sure and help out the USMC Memorial Foundation as they're raising money for the Marine Memorial Remodel out there at 6th and Colfax Uh, My friends, it is so important that we understand our history. We know our history, that we know the stories of those that have stood against tyranny, that uh, have given their lives or been willing to give their lives to do so. And a a great way to to honor them, to honor this, is to help with the uh, Marine Memorial Remodel. You can contribute at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We have Kane on the line. Kane is the founder of Health, um, excuse me, of uh, Task Force Freedom uh, up in northern Colorado. Okay, what is on your radar?
11: So I just quickly, first of all, I want parents to understand that Aaron Lee um, is fighting this battle for you, for all of our kids, and you have to wonder why anyone would want to threaten her. Why do they want to silence her? So I say to you, parents, please take your children out of these government schools, They are not what you grew up with. They are indoctrination centers. I know, I've said it many, many times, and it's difficult for people, just the average person, to even believe or concede that your own government has turned against you. I am telling you, as a former police officer, as former military, and a business person, our government has turned against us. And so take your children out of the government schools. Now, at Task Force Freedom, we have volunteers available to talk with you, parents about options that you have available to you. send, Send an email to Task Force Freedom at AOL with the city you're in, your name, and a phone number, and someone can talk with you, can walk you through a process of how to homeschool, how to find micro schools, how to find private schools. You owe it to your child. You owe it to your children to at least investigate how you can find a better education system for your kids. I'm not saying that you have to take them out. I'm saying get the information. We have unpaid volunteers that are waiting to help you. So send me an email, send an email to Task Force Freedom at AOL.com, with the city that you're in, a phone number and your name, and someone will talk to you. It is not uh, as frightening as you think it is to remove your kids from these schools. There are systems that will pay um, uh, uh, funding for your child to be in private school or even homeschool. So reach out, send us an email, taskforcefreedom at AOL.com, and we have folks that will help you. None of our team, in fact, most of the Organizations I'm affiliated with—they're volunteers. They're doing this. I won't say they're doing this for out of the goodness of their hearts to save our children, save our country.
1: And uh, we are at a dangerous time right now, uh, Kane. And I really believe that we are in our third founding of America. We're in like a 1775. Uh, dangerous time, tumultuous time, but we are Americans, and speaking truth and clarity, and, and making these changes. Uh, ultimately, uh, I, I I I I have hope that we will prevail on this, Kane. Uh, thank you so much for uh, all the work that you're doing, Kane. Thank you, Kim. And uh, it is a bit daunting what's happening out there, but just listen to all the amazing people that are stepping forward because they care about our freedom. They care about our country. They care about our children. And we have great hope because of that. And our quote for the end of the show is from Rabindranath Tagore. He says, reach high for stars lie hidden in you and dream deep for every dream precedes the goal. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, if honestly and authentically strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America.